Hello, you are back. Welcome to the last episode on the Bible study series. Yay! <laughs> we are going to be digging into Elijah, the prophet, and fire from heaven. What an interesting one, right? And it's so, like, it's packed with so much. Okay, so I'll do a quick summary. So this story can be found in the book of First Kings chapter 18. And I'll kind of just give a quick preamble to the story. So um, in chapter 17, Elijah had declared that there will be no rain for years because of the wickedness of the people and the, the, the king, King Ahab, you know, and his family. And because they were serving so many other gods, like idolatry was so widespread. It was during Ahab's time that idolatry really became really rampant, especially because he married Jezebel, who was the daughter of one of the chief priest worshippers of Baal. So Elijah had, you know, prayed to God that, you know, let there be no more rain for years on this land until these people repent and you know god took care of him during those times of no rain he sent him somewhere where ravens literally fed him two square meals per day of um you know food and after the ravens would no longer come god prepared a woman in zarephath whose food did not like she had little food left but god you know ensured that they had enough to keep them through the time of famine now in chapter 18 god told elijah you know what go to ahab so this was not after like three years of famine go to ahab and present yourself to him and i will send down rain to the land so elijah went to Ahab um when he was going to Ahab we were introduced to Obadiah Obadiah now was one of the um, people serving the king in his palace he was responsible for the king's palace but in it, the Bible also takes note that see Obadiah was a committed a dedicated a devout believer of God who hid hundred prophets in two caves when Jezebel was killing the prophets of God so Obadiah you know concealed his identity but still was used to preserve a remnant of people for god you know so um obadiah and ahab were going to look for food for the animals because they didn't want to kill their horses and their cattle so when they were going obadiah came upon elijah when he came upon elijah elijah told him um go and tell ahab you know that i'm here Obadiah is like you that we don't know where the spirit will take you <laughs> that do you want Ahab to kill me that he's had men looking for you for years and every time they say you're somewhere you're not there so you know Elijah we assured him no that this time around I will surely present myself to Ahab so Obadiah went and told Ahab that you know Elijah is around so when um they met Elijah you know Ahab confronted him you trouble of Israel what's do you want you know and uh, elijah said that you and your family have led the the king the you have led the people away from god you know that you know what let us um do something and this is what they did he said summon all your priests 450 priests of Baal and 450 priests of asherah so these were the two gods that the people were serving and tell them to come up to mount camel and prepare two bulls so there were one bull for you know the idol worshippers and one bull for god and a, um, elijah told the people this he said how long would you waver between two opinions 
if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. So Elijah said that, you know, the Baal worshippers should take the first bull and that they should prepare their bull, put it on wood, but they should not set the, the bull on fire, that they should call on their God to, you know, set fire on their bull. And that he would also do the same and that the God who answers by fire is God. So the the, the worshippers of Baal, the prophets of Baal, they prepared their altar, they put the bull on it, you know, and then they started to call on the name of their Baal from morning to noon. Nothing happened, you know. At no time, Elijah started to make just of them. I said, no, shout louder. Maybe he's asleep. <laughs> and the prophet shouted even louder up to the point that they started cutting themselves with swords and with spears, you know, spilling blood <laughs> to try and get the attention of their gods. But nothing happened. And this continued until evening time. And, um... Then Elijah now told all the people, okay, maybe it's my turn now. Let's show who is really God. So he told the people and then they came together and they repaired the broken altar of the Lord. And he put around 12 stones to represent each tribe of Israel. And then he told the people to pour four jugs of water into the his altar three times. So still represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And when they did that, everywhere was full of water that it even ran down, you know, the altar. So um, Elijah stepped forward to his altar and he prayed to God that, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you were God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so that these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. And then fire, (laughs) the fire of the Lord fell from heaven and it burned up the sacrifice. It licked up all the water. Like imagine four jugs of water. This is like gallons of water. That's like 12 gallons of water. The fire quenched up all of that and also, you know, burned the sacrifice, which was the bull. And when the people saw this, you know, their hearts melted and like the lord is god the lord is god the lord is god then elijah said you know take these false prophets of baal take all these false prophets and kill them so they killed them there and then elijah told ahab you know what go and eat and drink for the famine is gonna end and the lord is gonna send a heavy rain that he hears the sound of the heavy rain and then Elijah went back to the top of the mountain and he prayed seven times with his head in between his knees. And then he kept sending his servant to go and see, you know, is there rain? Is there rain? What do you see? And the, man, the servant came back and said, oh, I see a cloud like the size of a man's fist forming in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the atmosphere. And then Elijah knew that, you know, the rain was coming. And instantly something very supernatural happened. The Bible says that he tucked his cloak and he ran. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Now, what happened after then was, you know, very interesting. After Elijah had demonstrated all that power of God, he went into a season of depression and God had to reveal himself to him to reassure him that you know I am God and I'm with you so there's nothing for you to fear because Jezebel had threatened his life kind of thing so anyways that's the story of Elijah and 
um, fire from heaven and the prophets of Baal. Wow, it's a very interesting story. Ever since I heard the story as a child, I've been fascinated and I've been in awe of how wonderful, how powerful God is. All right, so let's dig in into the lessons that we can learn. So the first lesson is that this one really stuck to me when I read this story and I read the book of Obadiah after is that there are some people who are Obadiahs in life. Your job is to keep the faith of the people, to help and encourage the people in times of distress. See, um, Obadiah was a devout, committed follower of, of God that he, he, he applied wisdom and discretion not to reveal who he was so that he could be used by God to save people. There's people that that is your job in God's kingdom and you need to apply wisdom and discretion in administering that call on your life basically so that's just something that you know got to me the second lesson is that in all in your life in everything that you do you need to recognize that your choices your actions your inactions are either for god and his kingdom or for the ruler of darkness which is the devil now in verse 21 elijah was speaking to the people and he said he said how long will you waver between two opinions if the lord is god follow him but if baal is god follow him so the people were they were being wishy-washy that's the word so they were serving these false gods and still desecrating god's temple and you know they were just prostituting themselves between the gods basically so like the point is this in in life you need to you need to come to a point where you ask yourself every decision you're about to make Does this promote the kingdom of God? Does this give glory to God? Is this going to be for God's kingdom at the end of the day or not? You need to really have that in mind in everything that you're doing. Because as a believer, you also need to know that there's only two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. So you need to ensure that all you do promotes your father's kingdom and not the kingdom of darkness. Now this pierces through every aspect of our lives the job you work in the way you dress the words you speak um everything like everything the shows you watch the businesses you patronize yes it may seem extreme right but in the long run it's it's kind of is not you know you need to know that you are promoting god's kingdom at every opportunity that you have even your career there's a way you carry yourself that god's glory will be seen and people will know that you know there's a god behind this person there's something about this person that's special or unique and that is just you revealing the glory of god so that's another lesson then um a lesson that that also stuck out to me was as a man or a woman of god or simply as a believer or a person generally do not isolate yourself (laughs) because there was a statement elijah made he said that um he was the only one you know he was telling i don't even know who was saying that i'm the only one that is left and that was he thought he was the only one because you know jezebel had gone on a killing spree to kill all the prophets but he wasn't you know he wasn't and the reason why elijah let's say he did not know or made that kind of statement was because he was isolated yes he was isolated to do god's work he was separated to do god's work but there it, it gives this notion that in as much as you're separated to do god's work do not separate yourself from all fellow believers do not 
live in isolation from fellow believers but live in community with them because it's it would really help you because i feel personally i feel right that i know the, the old testament is to instruct us but, but i could also see that there's a possibility that if elijah knew that obadiah was there and the other hundred prophets were there maybe it would have given him some form of consolation that see god is still keeping a remnant you know for himself simply put another lesson is do not be afraid of witchcraft my god <laughs> do not i know in africa <laughs> there's a lot of juju you know but do not be afraid of them when you know your god and you know that he's with you and he will not let any harm come near you you know that just helps you know that all these spiritual powers they are powerless towards you you ought to know your authority in christ and move accordingly i know that uh, in in nigeria there's a lot of things going on on the internet where you see at a wedding someone comes to touch the belly of someone and you say oh she become barren no <laughs> see you are touching the lord's anointed fire will come on your hand <laughs> there's no way you come to, with the intention to harm me and fire will not come on your hand you be born i'm carrying the holy spirit inside of me do you understand that <laughs> so basically that's a lesson like do not be afraid of witchcraft instead know your authority and stand in it and then another lesson is you don't need drama to get god to answer you just have a sincere and pure heart and pray for the things that are in alignment with god's will we see how the prophets of baal wear themselves out by shouting and crying and slashing themselves causing themselves to bleed just to get their god's attention you don't need to do all that with god all god wants when you come to prayer is believe that he is and he will answer you believe that the bible says without faith you cannot please god so you need to believe that he exists one you need to believe in his power to save you and you need to know that he will reward you he will hear and answer you that leads me to my next point when you pray let your prayers be persistent and full of faith and belief because it is required to produce great powers we see how when elijah was praying for the rain to come even though god had already said you know i will send rain elijah still prayed for rain to come and in he was persistent in his prayers the bible said he prayed seven times putting his head in between his legs as he was praying he was still watching for the manifestation so there's there's a there's a way to pray and that is one believing that god hears you and as you're as you're praying when you believe you're also watching out for answers to your prayers you can pray and then when you're done with prayer you go back to your mindset that it won't happen you've already cancelled your prayers because you don't believe in god's power to do it for you so you need to believe that one god exists to believe he will hear and answer you you need to pray from a sincere and pure heart i need to pray prayers that are in alignment with god's will and the only way for you to truly know god's will is for you to study him in the bible as we're doing right now and then the last lesson for us believers is that to believe your life is supernatural there is nothing natural there's nothing normal about your life embrace it and walk in that supernatural life that god has given to you at the end of chapter 18 we see how 
you know there's a song in there's a song that says elijah level you know that you will outrun like so like elijah ran like he imagine the kilometer per hour he was moving as i'm sure it's more than any meter on anyone's car can even measure for him to have outrun ahab to go all the way to jezreel so like the life of of believer is supernatural now who is god revealed in this story one god is a god that preserves his people god will always save his people god will always make sure his people are taken care of it was seen in elijah's life even when he declared the the the, the famine and the that there will be no rain it was seen in the life of obadiah by preserving the lives of god's prophets when they were killing the prophets god preserves his people he cares deeply for his people the second thing is god will perform miraculous things supernaturally and not by magic we see how everything happened by the power of god coming down on elijah to you know accomplish things god doesn't work magic he works miracles next god is faithful to those who are faithful to him god was faithful to obadiah imagine just put yourself in obadiah situation you are a believer but you are serving a tyrant it's like me going to serve you know the leader of north korea like it's if you put yourself in that situation and really analyze it you will see how god was really faithful to obadiah and how he preserved and kept him god was faithful to to obadiah because obadiah was faithful to god he didn't you know revoke his belief in god instead he held fast to it and even still acted in his belief another thing about god is god always answers romans chapter 10 verse 13 says everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved so when you call on god know that he will answer you god always answers he's he doesn't have deaf ears he hears and he answers you and funny enough there are times i have prayed to god for silly things and god has heard and answered so god always answers verse 37 of this story um let me go says at the end you know answer me oh lord answer me so that these people will know that you oh lord are god and that you are turning their hearts back again god's intention his one desire the one thing he wants above all things is for all men to turn back to him that is why he uses signs and wonders and miracles to show his power so that men may know that there is no god but yahweh there is no god but god there is no god but the god who saves through jesus christ that is god's number one you know desire above all things his one want and wish above all things he wants all men to come into salvation and in verse 30 i think in the next verse the people then declare that you know the lord he is god the lord he is god so god manifest himself in mighty ways through powers through miracles through supernatural happens just so that people can turn themselves back to him just so that people can know he's god and they can accept him and embrace him back as god um um and in summary i believe god puts all these stories in the old testament that we've read so far to demonstrate spiritual gifts through the working of the holy spirit like with elijah i saw that the, the gift of miracles the gifts of knowledge the gift of wisdoms were operated heavily in his life and this is so that we as believers may know that it is possible to to operate these gifts 
and it's possible that these gifts can still occur in our time because the bible says the same god you know he never changed he never you know he has never changed so the way he operated then is still the same way he can operate now we just need to believe you know that he he can do these things through us and we need to desire them so that brings us to an end of our bible study i hope you were blessed these um stories are packed packed with so much goodness packed with so much knowledge of god packed with so much power and i hope you're able to tap into it for whatever season in life you're in and i pray you are deeply blessed by each and every one of these episodes and this is also an opportunity again anyone who's listened to me and you don't know god i hope these stories have revealed to you that god is alive that god exists and i hope that you will turn your hearts towards him today in jesus name amen thank you god bless you for listening until next time